What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Afro Latinos. This is your co-host, Aubin. And Chandler. And as you can see, we have a familiar face and some not-so-familiar faces. On this episode of Afro Latinos, we have decided to bring back our friends, our buddies, our guys, uh, the jocks of all trades. Previously, you have seen our dearest friend, Luke, uh, who was able to join us for an episode, which was just incredible. We had a lot of great conversation regarding the sports world. Uh, <laughs> and so this time we got the whole group, we got the whole band back together. So uh, I will let the jocks of all trades introduce themselves. Tell us who you are, where you come from, a little bit about yourselves, each one of you. Uh, Luke, you want to get started since we already know who you are? Just something real quick. <laughs> I should hope I know who I am. Uh, that yes. Is true. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Luke. I'm a member of the Jocks of All Trades podcast. I'm a big fan of NFL, college football, and NBA, uh, with a little bit of baseball sprinkled in there as well. Um, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. That's how I identify myself as a sports fan. And uh, yeah, we're going to come for that championship soon. (laughs) We're going to come back. Anyway, um, and so, no, I'm just happy to be here. All right, jumping right on over on my screen, we got Kyle. Uh, What's up, everybody? I'm Kyle. I hail from Lewisburg, PA. Big Eagles fan, Flyers fan, Phillies fan, Sixers fan, Penn State fan. Uh, <laughs> Duke basketball fan. Um, I like oh, all the I was, sports. I was gonna say, like a Pennsylvania sports fan through and through, and then you jump all the way down to Duke. What what well, happened there? Penn what State happened? basketball sucks. Um, well, so bad. Yeah, so you, you know, um, no one wants to play basketball in Central PA, so you gotta, <laughs> gotta choose someone else. So I'm a Duke fan. Um, I love basically every sport. Can I play every sport? No, because I'm not athletic at all, but I'm a pretty good basketball player. <laughs> Um, other than that, it's about it. So, and uh, one of the original co uh, the original creators of this podcast, Jocks of All Trades, uh, my main man, Brad Dennis, who I have known since I was in like second grade. Uh, Brad, what's up, man? What's up? Uh, I'm Brad. Um, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama. I'm a Tide fan, uh, Ravens, Celtics. Uh, that's that's about it. Yeah, they, yeah. I knew you'd agree with me on that. Uh, that's about as far as I go. I don't really care about baseball. I guess if it's hockey, I kind of like the Kraken, but they haven't played yet. So uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is how little I know about hockey. They're, they've expanded again. Yep. And where is the Kraken? What? Where is this team? Seattle. I think you know what. I think I did hear about that, but again, I don't care about hockey. So yeah. Which, I mean, the only reason I like them is because I'm also a second, like, Supersonics fan, but they died forever ago, so I got to be somebody, mm-hmm. and I like the Kraken, so. And Brad's favorite movie is Clash of Titans, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Uh, well, welcome, Jocks of All Trades, to the Afro-Latinos podcast. If you've seen the show before, you know how we do. We're just going to talk. Uh, this this episode is all about sports once again. Um, how fitting for a sports podcast to be joining us that we're, the whole thing is going to be about sports. And we got an interesting segment uh, coming up in a little while called Come On, Son, that we have actually borrowed from our friends uh, of the Jocks of All Trades. Their segment is called Are You For Real? They were on, or Luke was on the show, and we loved it so much we had to take it. So um, you're going to see that. You're going to see you think you know a little bit differently than what you're used to seeing. But this whole episode is just going to be lots of laughs, lots of fun, and lots of interesting sports debates. Beginning with arguably the most important sports debate 
in the history of sports. This first topic we're going to be talking about today, uh, we discussed in at length, Chaney, myself, and Luke, uh, the previous time that uh, the Jocks of All Trades were guests on our show. Um, I, I've heard there are some dissenters among us, however, who do not believe that LeBron James is the true goat of basketball and think for some strange reason that Michael Jordan is the goat. And so I will they're stuck the in the old of mode of thought. They, they are. They are. I don't know what they're thinking here, but what we're going to see jocks of all trades. You have the floor. Well, first of all, um, I've actually changed my tune. Well, Chamberlain is the goat of basketball. Um, <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you why. He averaged 30 and 20 in his career. No was, one has was, ever done he that. Was eight, he was eight feet tall playing against Of course he was. No, playing against average, kindergartners. What are you talking about? Si- the average size of the center when he played was 6'10", compared to now that's 6'11", only a one-inch difference. Secondly, he's played against the Celtics his entire career. They had nine Hall of Famers on that Celtics team. So the fourth man off the bench on that Celtics team was a Hall of Famer. That's freaking insane. No one else has done that. 30 and 20. He's seven foot tall. Arnold Schwarzenegger called him the most athletic person he's ever seen. He benched over 500 pounds. Until LeBron. Um, Go ahead. Okay. That's that's fine. (laughs) LeBron's an elite athlete. He didn't say that. I'm adding that. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. ahead. LeBron's an elite athlete. No one's questioning that. Um, But he outdueled Bill Russell every time they've played. Okay, he didn't win as many championships as Michael Jordan or LeBron. He only won two. But again, he played the Celtics his entire career with nine Hall of Famers. LeBron or Michael Jordan has never faced a team like that. Um, And again, elite athlete. He scored over 100 points in one game. No one else has ever done that, by the way. Um, He has four MVPs. He is an incredible athlete. Maybe he didn't make the best choices in his life, but it's all right. He played till he was like... 35. He didn't have many all-stars, Michael Jordan, but at that height, at that weight of over 300 pounds, by the end of his career, you can't last as long as Michael Jordan or LeBron James. So that's why he only had 13. But he is the GOAT of basketball. No one else has come close to him, besides maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So... Well, that was a curveball I was not expecting. (laughs) I don't know about anyone else. I I, I have just... I'm going to say one thing, Brad, before you jump in. Um, Jocks of all trades, I might have to change my come on, son. Um, I, I, I'm almost offended that you brought this man, Kyle, on this show uh, and, and decided to let him talk about basketball. If you're going to, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, that is preposterous. The unmitigated gall to say that Will Chamberlain is the GOAT of basketball? Get off the weed. Stay off off the the weed. weed. (laughs) Never smoked weed? Don't play that on it. I'm fully aware. I'm all good. I know you don't smoke weed, Kyle, but it is funny. It is a meme. You have to roll with it. That is hilarious. Oh, roll with it. Got it. Go go ahead. Uh, uh, I see what you did there. Go ahead, uh, Go ahead, Brad. I, I I don't have anything else to say. I can't. I just don't. I can't. <laughs> um, now, Luke and I have had this debate multiple times. We always come to a stalemate. So I'll just bring it to the easiest level. What stats do you want? Because in almost every stat category, Michael leads. So let's assists. Bring up, let's bring up. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. LeBron <laughs> leads in assists. Ooh. 
Um, Jordan's points per game in the regular season versus LeBron in their entire career. Jordan has 30.1 points per game or points per game versus LeBron's 27.1. So there you go. We could say in points, well, uh, Michael was a better scorer. However, you want to take that. Nobody, wait, how, nobody. Wait, ever, how many, I don't how think many anyone's ever have? said. How many did how Michael many? have? Yeah. 30.1. Oh, I think Walt Chamberlain beat that. <laughs> also, also, no one questions that Michael Jordan is a better scorer than LeBron. Okay. But here's why. Here's why. Because he is one of the most selfish basketball players I've ever seen in the game of basketball, whereas LeBron James is not. We talked about this, I think, on our previous episode. LeBron James is a pass-first player. Can score at will if he wants to. Doesn't but, he have a better shooting percentage than Michael Jordan? I would not doubt it. Um, the 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 thing that makes LeBron so great is that he works so hard to get everyone else included in the game compared to Michael Jordan, who only cared about scoring. If, I just watched an interesting interview with uh, Gilbert Arenas um, recently. Not that he's any, you know, spectacular, you know, he was decent for the Wizards, but, good. you know, he's a he knows basketball, right? And he was talking about the difference in LeBron's game and how he played compared to anyone else and explaining why he was the GOAT. And I, I, I've, I've always agreed. So, you know. Right. But with, when you want to say GOAT, I immediately think who scored the most, who had the most points. So I guess it's just how you want to define GOAT. But for, but for, for me, it's like who put up the most points? Uh, because if you're going to talk GOAT, because I could talk Kobe too. Kobe had some really good stats too as a scorer. But Kobe isn't quite the GOAT. I would say maybe he's number three all time for me. Dude was great. Can't argue that. Great athlete. That's how I feel about LeBron. LeBron is my number two. But uh, we could go on further. We could talk about playoff stats. The same thing in the playoff. Jordan takes LeBron in the playoffs. Granted, I've said this. Luke doesn't like it. Who did he have to pass to besides Pippen? That was about it. Rodman was not a great scorer. Rodman couldn't score. Steve, Steve Kerr. Seeker was a good shooter, but LeBron's had as Seeker, equal or better Ho shooters. Grant, Ho Grant in the first three championships. Oh, Booby Gibson. Gibson was a decent shooter for the Cavaliers, okay? Uh, Steve Kerr is not that great of a player. He's, I mean, he was okay, but he's probably a better coach than he was player. Um, Dennis Rodman could not score at all. He was a rebounder. He was a glorified. Well, was, that's not what he was there for, though. No, oh, he was there for rebounding. He was there for good defense. Um, LeBron can carry a team. Michael Jordan can carry a team. I think they both can. Yeah. My, my mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wait a minute. Can. Wait my a minute. Ish, show, no, please can. show me. Show me in the history of Michael Jordan's career when he carried a team to winning by himself. Only, the best player that by he himself. had. By himself. The best player uh, by himself. Oh, he didn't have one. But let's look at LeBron. Oh, no, no, just, let's look at LeBron. Who did he oh, carry? No, He carried the crappy Cleveland Cavaliers but they did not win but they did not win because wait because who did they play they played Tony Parker they played Tim Duncan they played Manu Ginobili they played Greg Popovich that matters Kawhi Leonard was also on that team with not at that not in 2007 okay not in 2000 Um, but later in, in 2007 the Cavaliers were hot garbage and he carried that team single-handedly to the finals, to the finals. And the only reason that they lost was because they played the Spurs. 
But, but the but East is horrible, and the East has been remotely horrible. The for big three. Career. He he had he had to go against Boston, who put together the but big three the year not, after they won that champion after they yeah. took him to the finals. Yeah, but not that year though. That's that's the issue. Who uh, else was well, in the Sam, East at that time? You still had to worry about the Pistons with Ben Wallace. You still ah, had to worry. Ain't that good. Ben Wallace isn't that great. Alvin's <laughs> having a nervous breakdown. Ben, uh, what, ben is Wallace, what is what is happening today? Ben Wallace was all right. Ben Wallace was all right. Ben Wallace was not. Rip LeBron. Jackson. Rip Jackson was still there. He was still balling out in the East. I, I'm all right. Keep going. Go ahead. My point being. Even if you're going to carry a team, if you're the GOAT, shouldn't you win no matter what? Yeah, so why don't we ask that question to Michael Jordan in 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, and 90? Michael Jordan didn't have to build a super team to win his first final. Yeah, because they built it for him. No, no, you're right. No, they didn't get Chris Bosh. And then get Dwayne Wayne free agency. Let, 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 let me help you with that argument, Kyle. Let me just poke a hole in it real quick. And I'm gonna this is gonna shut your whole thing down. You're right. Michael Jordan did not have to build a super team. Michael Jordan was so bad on his own that they lost so badly that they were able to draft Scottie Pippen with the number five overall pick. And they got in that same draft at number 12, they traded and were able to get Horace Grant on that team. So that was the same year they went from losing in the first round of the playoffs with a losing record Pippen to drafting Scottie Pippen and drafting Horace Grant in the same draft. And immediately their team went to the finals and won three in a row. You Here's, cannot tell me that that is all Michael Jordan. Here's the argument I have for that. Here's the argument I have for that. So, all right. So we're going to talk about GOAT. GOAT means greatest of all time, which to me that implies that there's growth. That implies that there's a major improvement from a nobody to somebody. When did LeBron ever do that? LeBron was always the man. Because he always and was I, a somebody. You're, wait a minute. You're talking about Michael Jordan who won a championship at UNC, right? We're talking about the Michael Jordan that couldn't even make his own freaking high school team. We're talking about the Michael Jordan that couldn't play Oh, basketball. so we're going to talk about high school or who? So he was not good in high school when LeBron was coming to be the greatest out of high school. And then it took Jordan time to play in college and, and then win a championship at UNC and then end up with one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in basketball and he, ended up playing with some of the greatest players to ever play the game. of. I'm just making sure that we're all on the same page here. But he wasn't the reason they won that championship. He had other people on that team. This is one of those few times you can say, Michael Jordan actually had somebody to pass to to score at UNC. I, you go back and watch the game, for real. He actually had some shooters. The point being, he had to grow as a player and actually became one of the greatest players ever, greatest scorers ever. Versus, think, LeBron, versus yeah. LeBron, who's always been the man, I'm not excited by the dude that's already going to come in and wreck it. Okay, but, okay, I know you're not excited about it, but here, here's something, here's something. There is such a thing as expectation and the pressure to meet that expectation. Michael Jordan never had the expectation coming into the draft and coming into the NBA that LeBron did. So it, so it is what's much easier path for him to once he, once the 90s finally rolled around to become dominant. LeBron was expected to be dominant from day one and he was. And he was. It, but, it's like you look at his first year with the Cavs and they had a losing record. Then in his second year and his third year, 
he he brought them out of obscurity. He was making the playoffs in his first year and getting to the second and the third rounds. Unlike Michael Jordan, who couldn't get out of the first round without Pippen and Ho Grant. But that but that doesn't impress me, man. That doesn't impress me at all. Yes, you were supposed to be good and you got it. Great, fantastic. The dude that couldn't do anything suddenly became the guy. Like, where where is the story that gets better there for me? Like, I see, I, I don't understand, like, the whole GOAT. The question then becomes is, is GOAT, does GOAT have to, <clears throat> excuse me, does GOAT have to be connected to a good story? I'm guessing Brad would say, yes, it does have to be connected to a good story. Kobe was I say, no. If Superman comes in, everyone knows he's Superman and somehow he gets to be able to play, of course he's going to be considered the greatest of all time because he was able to execute at such a higher level than everybody. Not everybody likes Superman. Some people like Batman because he actually had to work for it. You don't think LeBron works for it? Also, some people are wrong. (laughs) Yeah, true. That's true, but if Superman is Superman, why should I be impressed that he's Superman? You already can do all this stuff. You can fly. here's, Here's the real thing. Is if if Jordan is Superman, no, we're, we're arguing and Superman that LeBron only. is Superman and Michael Jordan is Batman. Oh, oh Mike, that's Michael the Jordan argument is, that is Brad is making. Well, you know the the major difference. You want to know the major difference be, between Superman and Batman? Batman had a sidekick. His name was Scottie Pippen. <laughs> yeah, and LeBron had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Why are we not, forgetting not, that? That was not. That was until. That was not until. But that was how he see, won his first that was, championship. That was 2010. That was seven like years. That was seven years into his career. Crimes. Let's yes, they were. Dwayne that. Wade was coming off a championship me? with Shaquille O'Neal. That he, he, he just won one. Yeah. How many years later was that? He was still in his prime. He won with Shaquille O'Neal. The year, and and the year LeBron are you left, kidding me? Are gone. These are not gone. gone. He won a championship. Did Scottie Pippen and Hulk Grant won a championship before they got with Michael Jordan? No. Dwayne Wade did. Wait, 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 and I realized it was a Freudian slip, but you still said it, and I got to stop you. No, Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant did not win a championship before Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan was drafted first. Also, uh, it took LeBron seven, seven years, seven years before they did that, right? That was seven years of LeBron being in the league. This happened to Michael Jordan in his year four where he got two other All-Stars, two other fantastic players. I mean, he, Scottie Pippen. Well, hold that accountable, Jordan, to Michael can, Jordan. Wait, but you can see the difference. You can see the difference in play if you look at Scottie Pippen and the Bulls after MJ re- retired the first time. Look at their record. They were able to sustain and play at a high record, playing in the playoffs both years. If you look at the Cavs once LeBron left. They were so bad that they got the first pick three times while he was in Miami. But but three. see, now you're comparing super teams to a non-super team. So which one is it? Like, because you just compared the, the team without. What I'm saying is, team. what I'm saying is, Michael Jordan had a super team that was still a super team after he left. Yeah, and the Cavs. He didn't have to go anywhere. He didn't have to do anything else. In the East, for, well, here's, not the here's, best team in the East. But here's what we're one missing. of the best teams and, and are immediately in the gutter when he leaves. 
Let's, let's go Dwayne Wade too. and Chris Bosh versus uh, Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant. Scotty Pippen is a first ballot Hall of Famer. D Wade is a first ballot Hall of Famer. What do you mean at that uh, point in time? D Wade and Bosh win every time. This is Dwayne simple Dwayne basketball Wade. IQ. Dwayne Wade won a Dwayne Wade in six years. He won with, with, with Shaquille O'Neal, who was old. He, Shaquille O'Neal wasn't in his prime, and he won it with him. Yeah, I'm not crazy. saying that Dwayne Wade wasn't good. I'm saying Y'all he was out of his Miami prime Mike by the time LeBron no came. He, he averaged 22, 5, and almost 5 assists and 240 games with the Miami Heat with LeBron James. That is not out of his prime well, that's, at all. That's thank you to LeBron James. No, you, you, have, no. To, you have to admit. You have to admit. I, I think Luke is wrong in this in this in part of it. He is wrong in saying that D Wade was not in his prime, and Chris Bosh was coming off a monster year also when they when they got put together. Chris Bosh right? is good. I'm not gonna. He was good. About that. But if you're going to put Miami's big three versus the Bulls' big three, oh, it's the Bulls will demolish them every single time, and here's why: Dwayne Wade. Although he is a dynamic scorer, he has never been the defender that Scottie Pippen was. Scottie Pippen will clamp up D. Wade in a heartbeat. First of all, he's got height on him and defensive prowess. Dennis Rodman, if we're calling that the big three, Dennis Rodman is a way better defensive player than Chris Bosh ever was. Chris Bosh's main thing was that he was big and could rebound and he could score. Dennis yeah. Rodman might not be the scorer that Bosh was, but he absolutely, the defensive edge, and you know what oh. they say, and it happens in basketball too most times, defense wins championships. And the, it, it, not, and the defense, not in this, in this case, yeah. not, in this, no, not, not now, but if we're going to compare in that time, defense yeah. was absolutely what was going to yeah. win you championship. If you could, like you, you LeBron and, and Jordan would absolutely have their heyday playing against one another. That would be a fantastic one-on-one. But if you're going to put Chris Bosh one-on-one versus Dennis Rodman, Chris Bosh, I might give the edge to because of scoring, not because of defense. But you can absolutely never say that Scottie Pippen was a no, was he's worse a, he's than a great D-Wade. defender. Yeah, no, he's a great defender, and he probably would lock down Dwayne Wade. So I think you got to give the, the edge. You got to get the edge to the um to the to the Bulls on that big three yeah. versus big three. I, I will also <laughs> say that even in the documentary, uh, The Last Dance. The people were making the argument that Scottie Pippen was the second best player in the league at that hold point. On, hold on, hold on. It's, just, it's kind of also... Hold on, hold on. I know where he's about to go because his next thing he's about to say is that the 90s was trash because there were no real teams. This is what he says every time. I, I was actually going to go the route where I would say, can you imagine the fire LeBron would be under if somehow he got like Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard on his team? He's got the AD. media would crucify him. Yeah, so, but that's in year Davis. that's in year seventeen of his career. That's that's different. That's a that's a whole but, other. Story. But he's got AD. That should be the next. After Steph got. Curry got KD, uh, he has Clay uh, Thompson. Thompson. He has Draymond Green, who's a solid defender. They have to build. They have to build these like teams up to beat too. LeBron because. Yeah, yeah, they had to put that team and, together to beat and let's, LeBron. And let's and let's just keep it a buck. Let's just keep it a hundred. I'm going to give you one more stat. I don't want to spend too much time on this debate because we could spend the whole episode. Uh, but I want to add one more thing. 2000, 2006, This was the year that Miami won the championship. Two thousand six. Okay, the Boston Celtics were twenty four and fifty eight that season. In two thousand and seven was the year that they put together the big three. This was Ray Allen, 
This was Sam Cassell, Kevin Garnett, Eddie House, Kendrick Perkins, Paul Pierce, uh, Rajon Rondo, Bayern Scalabrini in the last couple of years. 2007, they won a championship. And this is the, this was this the year after LeBron? Let's see, who wins the year in 2006, 2007? So LeBron and the Spurs go in 2006, 2007 season. And the Celtics were hot garbage, 24 and 58. The very next season, they put together the big three in order to beat LeBron. Or they so just found an you opportunity. Have, you have the East being garbage because LeBron was running rampant throughout the league and beating most everyone in the playoffs, running into still some solid teams. I mean, we still got to think about how good uh, the Nets were at that time. You had Jason Kidd at the Nets. You still have to give the Pistons some respect. You got it. There were some Eastern Conference teams those seasons that were still playing very well. And if LeBron was still by himself that time with no second option, I mean, realistically, he was the one and only option in Cleveland and he had no other option, but he was still playing so well and dominating the Eastern Conference so bad. The Celtics put together a big three to stop him. And then him and the Cavaliers who never gave him any help because they did not lose and they were going to the Eastern Conference championships every year. They did not lose enough to draft a high draft pick like some of these other teams, like, for example, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. He was fed up with Cleveland and he went to win because the the level that he was playing at deserved an opportunity to win that he never would have had in Cleveland. And if you look at Miami, if you look at Miami, and their record the year prior to D Wade and prior to uh, Chris Bosh and LeBron coming there. Yes, they just came the year the year before, or a couple years before winning a championship, but they were not a winning basketball team. It's not Thank like you. they were come. It's not like James Harden, which is we're going to transition here in a second. It's not like James Harden going to the Nets. Okay, this is not KD going to the Warriors. This is basically three superstars who have never played together going to the New York Knicks right now and trying to change the franchise. I think it's still possible. It's not it, it well sure it's possible they took them to four straight championships. Yeah. It worked <laughs> but, out. But you don't know if that works out until you do it. I mean, I think every, I think everybody was pretty on the hype train. Once oh, yeah, LeBron said not one, not two, not three, everybody believed they were going to. I don't think it was a thing like they're like, well, maybe at some point they were going but to. I don't think we can take that away from LeBron. I think that only shows his dominance oh, and no. how afraid that people were. I mean, people weren't I, – I would I would argue to say, and maybe this is just because I'm a LeBron fan, but I would argue to say that people were not as afraid of Michael Jordan without um, uh, Scottie Pippen and without – um, uh, Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, who they got from, by the way, the Pistons, who they were losing to at the beginning of Michael Jordan's career, they ended up picking up Dennis Rodman, who was already established as an all-star by that point. Um, people were not as afraid of that Chicago's Bulls team with just Michael Jordan as they were with LeBron by himself. Yeah, and I think that's an important difference to make because even before then, I think people were, they were scared of Michael Jordan. They just weren't scared of the Bulls. You have the Larry Bird quote saying that was God on the basketball court when, you know, I think Michael Jordan went and scored like 60 plus in one game. But that still didn't stop the Celtics from 
I think they swept the Bulls in that series. So uh, at least the Bulls, uh, yeah, no, I don't think the Bulls ever won a playoff game against Larry Bird. So, Mm-mm. yeah. So well, that was on Larry Bird's he is, team. He is 0-4 in his career Gale. against Larry Bird. Yeah. But that's what but he was playing against other super teams. And until he beat until he got his own, he wasn't beating any of them. His I record see, against I wouldn't, his I wouldn't record qualify against, Pippen just with just Pippen, I wouldn't qualify that as a super team. But I it wasn't just Pippen. It wasn't it was, it was yeah, but Rodman, Rodman wasn't a superstar. He Rod, was a Rodman leader. Rodman wasn't even there until later. I'm and Horace talking, Grant wasn't a superstar either. He was a twelfth overall pick. Well, I, he was I, a superstar. Well, so was Michael Carter Williams. Sometimes, sometimes people make bad decisions. Okay, we can't oh, always. Yeah. We, we can't take that. You know, that's, I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever come to a to a solution. No. We'll ever come to. There's some interesting no. arguments. I still yeah. think you're wrong. Um, and Kyle is definitely wrong saying Will Chamberlain. Well, I just I just but, said that but, to throw a wrench. <laughs> It it's, it's Michael Jordan for me, okay? It, it, it's, it definitely works, but um, um, no, we're not questioning. I think there, are, there are so many variables that you have to think about in a conversation yeah. like this, and you're going to have the old heads who are going to say it's always been Jordan, and you're going to have some of the younger cats who are going to say it's always LeBron. You're going to have some people who see it right down the middle. You're going to see some people who say Kobe or who are stupid and say uh, Walt Chamberlain. Walt Chamberlain, know, right? It just, it happens, <laughs> you know? and, and, Jenny, what'd yeah. you say? I said facts. <laughs> He's so blase. You just you're great. That was a great. You did. You had some great points in that conversation, with Jenny. All right, uh, let's let's transition here to uh, talk about one of the biggest moves in basketball right now. It's on everybody's minds. We are talking James Harden being traded from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Cheney, let's get your thoughts first. <laughs> Um, so you can say something to them. <laughs> I don't know what you expect me to say. <laughs> you don't have any opinions on the, on the move? I mean, I'm not surprised that something like this happened ever since KD went to the Warriors. Uh, he ended up going to the Nets with Kyrie Irving, which that I was like, okay, that kind of was uh, a bit surprising. But the fact that James Harden went there, I was like, you know, KD went to the Warriors at one point. Why, you know, anything can happen now, apparently. So, you know. Anyone else? Yeah, here's my thing. Uh, when he first got traded, I was like, I, I don't want him to get traded to the Nets because they do have such a good bench. And I didn't want to get rid of that bench for James Harden because with Durant and Irving in that bench with Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie when he's healthy, Joe Harris, all those guys would have been a really good team. My issue yeah. is that, like, when James Harden, he is one of the best players in the NBA. And he could be one of the best defensive players. He could be one of the best assist men. And he's obviously one of the best scorers. It's just – he could be. I'm not saying he is. He could be. Um, he's that talented. But his issue in Houston was he he just shot. He played iso ball. He just scored. Um, now, if he played to the level that I know he's capable of with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they are one of the best teams in the NBA. But my issue is that they all play iso ball. They're all not really, you know, pass first kind of stars. Um, it's just will the ball move enough for those three for them to work? And the first game, they look pretty good without Irving, really good. But that that would be my main issue is that 
will the ball go enough around to all the guys, um, including the weak bench that they now have. Um, you just don't hope that Kyrie Irving stays out for too much longer because with those three, they could be dominant. So I was saying that from the start. I said um, with James Harden being traded to to the Nets with KD and Kyrie, who Kyrie left because he wanted to be the all-star. He wanted the ball. It, we're talking about KD, who's going to be KD. And then James Harden, who was the main you know, scorer handler in the, in the rocket. So I was, I was thinking, um, who, who's going to want the ball? Yeah. Who, who's going to be the scorer and stuff like that. But for now, it's not looking too bad. He scored a, he had a triple double. Triple double yeah. in his first game. Yeah. With, and then Katie had plenty of points to go. So. Yeah. I think my biggest concern for this, it's looking like a fabulous team. It looks like, I'm just wondering how the chemistry is going to work because, you know, you can't have more than one ball on the court at a time. I The petty part of me actually finds it kind of funny when it comes to Kyrie because he didn't want to be LeBron's Robin in Cleveland, and now he's basically Alfred to <laughs> Kevin Durant and James Harden. However... Again, you have three very ball-dominant players. I'm just wondering how the chemistry is going to work. And, you know, I think it's very interesting that they played so well without Kyrie. I'm wondering how much better or how much it will change when you add Kyrie into that mix. Because, you know, when you have two ball-dominant players on a court, you can usually get away with that. Three is stretching it, in my opinion. And James Harden and KD at one point played together, but that was before they established that, like... They were were both superstars, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. before they were the main scorers of the team, main ball handlers and stuff like that, so... Yeah. I I think it's still there, so they, you know... What I question, actually, is... There's no question in the Eastern Conference this is clearly the team to beat. What I what I wonder about the Nets is such a nice relaxing conversation we're having now, isn't this great? My, my heart is giving me time to cool down. <laughs> um, what what I what I wonder is the longevity of the team. Number one, their bench is gone because they had to involve so many different teams in the trade, and you know, so what whatever stability they had on the bench, you know that that's not really there right now. Um, and in addition, you have KD, who has proven to be rather injury prone. Uh, he's coming off a year off, but, you know, the, the injury history is still got to be nagging. And especially with Achilles and leg injuries that have plagued KD over the year, which is the same problem you have with Kyrie. The only player who hasn't gotten injured, who hasn't sustained a major, major injury other than the, the nose or whatever uh, for Harden, um, is Harden. Um, and so can... Not only can the three of them play, because I think that Kyrie has played with the best player in the world before, so he knows how to play second fiddle to someone, although he doesn't like it. Um, you know, he he knows that he can do it because he had to do it with LeBron. Um, I, I think that KD showed playing in the Warriors that he is able to pass the ball. Yes, he was by far the best player on that team, Um but in that system, 
everyone was involved. It wasn't just him doing all of the scoring. And so you have Kyrie and KD who have the ability to share with others. Harden has never had to do that. Yes, he had Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook is not necessarily a pass-first type of point guard. And I think even Harden was probably playing the point guard at that point. Now, he did have to share the floor with Chris Paul, an older Chris Paul, but we still saw how Harden was able to function with Hard, uh, with um, Chris Paul, and we've seen how he's able to function uh, with the likes of Russell Westbrook, and he's proven himself to not be able to do so with either one of them. So I don't know what makes this different. And what I'm, what really is sad for the state of basketball, this is going to create fantastic fan, like this is an ideal fantasy lineup. This is like everything you would want in an impossible fantasy team. But for basketball, and this is the thing that LeBron changed, was people going to win a championship, not just go. I, I mean, I feel like there hasn't been this level of, I'm going to go in free agency to play with some other superstars so that we can win before LeBron did it. And I'm not faulting LeBron for that because he did what was best for his career to prove to get that ring that was so elusive that he deserved for being the best player in the world. I mean, plain and simple, he was the best in the NBA for besides maybe you could probably sit, put Kobe up there as one of the best in the league, probably the best in the league for those couple of years. But you're looking at LeBron as still being a top three player without the rings to back it up. And so until he made that move, you know, he was going to try and win a chip. And they made that clear with the not one, not two, not three conversation. But now we're seeing this in record pace. And it's not just that they're going to put together teams like LeBron did to a bad team. Players are going to already established dominant teams to put together an even more dominant team. And I, think, I, and I feel bad for like the, the Kings. I feel bad for the Knicks. I feel bad for those other franchises that don't have the cap space, that don't have the ability, that don't have the desire of going to a Miami, of going to, you know, these, these smaller market teams that are not going to have that opportunity to do so. I, I do have a one thing to say about that. I, I don't so much blame LeBron for this change, but there, I do more blame, more so blame Kevin Durant because there is a this, there is a stark difference between what LeBron did and what Kevin Durant did going to the Warriors. Le, you, and you and the key is to look at the teams they went to. Whenever LeBron has left a team to go to a different team, that team has been at best average. The Heat were average when LeBron got there, even with Dwayne Wade below, there. Below, yeah, yeah. When he and went back to Cleveland, left. yeah. When he bit, went back to Cleveland, Cleveland was in shambles. And now more recently, when he went to LA, to the Lakers, the Lakers were in shambles. What Kevin Durant did was he went to the team that was one game away from winning the finals and went 73 and nine in the regular season. And so the key part of it is when LeBron went, left Cleveland to go to Miami, yes, he took one team, the Cavs, out of the running, but he created a new contender in Miami. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the biggest thing. When a player leaves a team, that team doesn't do as well. You're taking away one contender, but you add to the contender pool by the by the place you're going to. And LeBron's done that in every time he's moved. 
Kevin Durant did not do that because the Warriors were already a contender when he got there. So he, the Thunder, which were one game away from beating the Warriors, they were a contender. That contender's gone when he left, but he didn't create a new contender when he went to the Warriors. And so I think that's a key difference that a lot of people miss. Well, I don't really want this conversation to go back to LeBron. We just True. had a fantastic True, conversation. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I think the Celtics kind of started it and then LeBron kind of furthered it along. I think the big thing now, it sure it made it better. Uh, I think the big thing now is players, when they don't want to be on a team because they can't win, they make it known. So you mm. don't necessarily have to go on free agency to go to a new team. You're just going to be like, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Please trade me. And whether you think that's right or wrong, it's happening in the NBA. It's happening in the NFL. People are doing it now. I think with the whole LeBron thing, I'll say this really quick, is that, yeah, he went to Lakers. Lakers are crap. Um, But with LeBron, people want to go with him. So I I think wherever he would have went, they would have found a way to get other superstars with him. That's just the nature of the NBA now. Brad, what do you think? Um. I'm going to take it back to Harden because I'm, I'm just thinking this, and I wanted to ask you guys what you think. Did Harden finesse the whole NBA? Have we seen the pictures of him where he looked fat versus what he looks like now? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm being thrilled. I'm being thrilled. Like, if you want to get out of a situation, the best thing to do is to look like you are out of command. Yeah. Am I wrong? I don't know what happened. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what he was wearing underneath there, but <laughs> – it wouldn't surprise he was, me. He was wearing a bulletproof vest because when he was over there talking crap about Houston, they were about to run up on him. So he had to make sure to protect himself a little bit. My, my question then is, are we going to see other stars do some questionable things to get out of certain situations? Nah, I just think the Harden was being a baby and he realized he could. I, I don't know. I just I, I just don't know. I, I, don't, I think it was probably – as equal to a bad move as Kevin Durant going to the uh, going to the Warriors, so I I don't really know. I think that that's tough to uh, tough to say, but I don't think anyone else is going to be that that low. I think that some that there's too much respect for the actual game of basketball. Although I'm not so sure how much that's true anymore either. Yeah, it's sad. It is. Any other thoughts? All right, switching gears a little bit, we're going to move on to the NFL. Uh, This weekend, we saw some spectacular football. I mean, really, really, really great games of football. Um, We had the Bills beating the, was this the Ravens game this week? The Bills and Ravens, uh, the Bills winning that game, the Chiefs and the Browns with Mahomes getting knocked out. uh, We have really... This this Bills Chiefs game is going to be huge, and I think if Mahomes does not play, uh, I think that the Bills have got it. Yep. And then in the NFC, you had the Packers beating the Rams. 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 Um, no one saw that. Game. The Saints, the Saints, and the Bucks yesterday. Um, and so, who do you think is the best team in the NFL? Who do you think is going to win these matchups? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Any of the above? Anyone can start. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any one of those teams. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll take a stab at it. Uh, you know what? I don't think anyone can stop Aaron Rodgers in that passing game right now. 
I'm going to go ahead and say the Packers are the best team of the four with the Bills being the second best for me. Uh, the Chiefs are without Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that the Packers could take it all. You, you just can't stop Aaron Rodgers this year. I don't know what yeah. happened. You, you pissed him off, man. You drafted Jordan Love yeah. first round, pissed him off, and now he's MVP Aaron Rodgers. Right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's, hey, maybe it's the coach from t- from the Titans, uh, Matt Lafleur. Maybe oh, he's he, just maybe no. he's the difference. You know Rodgers I mean? loves him. Rodgers loves him. Stephen um, A. Smith was hating on the move, but maybe maybe he was right. Maybe that <laughs> no, was the right decision. Um, I I agree with you, Brad. Like without Mahomes, it's not the Chiefs. With Mahomes, I still think it is the Chiefs. Um, if he's healthy, it's still the Chiefs because Andy Reid is an incredible play caller. Their weapons with Tyreek Hill, Cheetah, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game. Decent O-line. Their defense isn't great, but they play better than what they have. Um, the run game's still good with Le'Veon Bell. Hopefully Hilaire comes back. Uh, and Mahomes, as we know, is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, if not the best. But without Mahomes, it'd be the Packers for me just because you talked about it. Aaron Rodgers is on a whole other level. Devontae Adams is, I think, the best receiver in the game. But this year, they have a really good defense. Um, they have a shutdown corner. Jair Alexander's shutdown corner. They have great pass rushers. And to take pressure off Aaron Rodgers, you have Aaron Jones. And he hasn't had that a lot in his career with one of the best running backs in the yeah, game, I think, top never. five maybe. Never. So um, they are just a well-oiled machine. Rodgers doesn't miss throws. And I think Mike McCarthy, his former head coach, really just – I think that was a cancer for him. Like, I don't think he liked McCarthy. I don't – as we saw with McCarthy this year with the Cowboys, that didn't work out too well because mainly Dak Prescott got it's hurt. It's the Cowboys. So it's the Cowboys too. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah, we don't, talk, we don't have to talk about them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think coupled with that, with the running game, with their solid defense, their O-line, they drafted so well there. Um, and then LaFleur, as you said, Aubin. Uh, without Mahomes, they're easily, I think, the best. So, yeah, no, I I would agree with everything that was said. I do think it sets up an interesting dynamic because right now I'm thinking the Bills beat the Chiefs due to the absence of Mahomes. But if the Chiefs somehow pull it out, Mahomes would theoretically be back in time for the Super Bowl, and I think he'll come right back and be right where he was. I mean, he'll just need a few days of practice to get himself clicking again. So I think we're setting it up for a very, very good matchup. Again, I think I might have to go. It's hard because at this, because if it's Mahomes and the Chiefs against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it's really a 50-50 toss-up for me. I think I might have to go with uh, the Packers because they are so dominant. They're playing so dominant right now. And even before um, Patrick Mahomes went out in the Cleveland game, you were seeing them having to struggle against a Cleveland team that there's another debate whether or not the Browns are an up-and-coming for real. Um, But I I would argue that they are. Um, but it will be very interesting to see how that matchup goes up. Right now, as it stands, I think we're going to see a Packers-Bills Super Bowl, and in that case, I'd pick the Packers. But if the Chiefs can somehow get past the Bills without Patrick Mahomes, it's a toss-up for me. That would be the rematch of the first ever Super Bowl, the Packers versus the Chiefs. That's kind of what I see it. Anything can happen. 
Yeah, the Bills could win. Who knows? The NFL's weird. Uh, nah, you missed the terrible pun that he just made, Kyle. Henny, Henny. Oh my! I missed happen. it. Oh, oh my! Right, you're not, you, that was you're good. Not missing. It's uh, it. Yeah, I I caught it, Brad. I, I didn't want you to feel like I didn't want you to feel like anyone was with like no one was listening. So, uh, uh, Yes. I still think the Patriots are the best team in the NFL, but oh, uh, <laughs> all right, Jamie. A true fan, a true fan. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, like we all, like we've all said, if Mahomes isn't back for this next game, I think the Bills take it. Um, I as of right now, I kind of see the Bills and Packers, but. Uh, I also said that my dad said he he thought the Saints were going. Um, and I said, well, it's kind of hard to beat a team three times, even though the Saints beat Bucks twice yeah. in, during the season, and they still came out. So I think anything is possible. I got you, Brad. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I think maybe. It's it's like twenty five percent possible that Brady could still pull it off and beat the Packers, but the way that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are playing, they're fairly strong. So, uh, if he if that happens, then if you haven't tipped your hat already, you need to, because that's just th- at that point that just be stupid op. Yeah. So yeah. Which so. presents an interesting, which presents an interesting discussion. If you think that Brady beats um, the Packers, you have the potential to set up a Brady. That's what I said to Cheney earlier. You've got Brady versus the Bills. It's an AFC East matchup all over again. Um, and unfortunately, much like um, Tom Brady's last year in the AFC East, I'm I'm thinking that the Bills would would have his number again. Um, I fully believe, and this is coming from the heart of hearts, even with Mahomes, I think the Bills beat the Chiefs. And here's the major reason why. Mahomes is going to play, yes, but he's still got to deal with the head injury. Now, we've seen Mahomes come back from from an ankle at the beginning of the season. Um, But the head and ankle are a different story. And he is going to be compromised. He is not going to want to get hit, which is going to make – now, he can do whatever he wants on the football field, absolutely whatever he wants to do on the football field. Um, and so he has a chance, right, to get away from the pocket, to get out and do some amazing things as he's proven himself to be able to do. But I think the Bills' monster defense is going to shut down Mahomes or Henny, um, and I think that the Bills would beat the Packers. I, I think really you, do. I think that that, that matchup is so interesting. I think that – one second, Kyle. I, I think that the Bills, Josh Allen is playing otherworldly right now. He's playing much like a young Aaron Rodgers, if you will, with what he's able to do with his legs, with his arm. Uh, Stephon Diggs playing fantastic football. You have uh, Tredavious White. You shut, talked about a shutdown corner. You can't get much better than Tredavious White, except if you're looking at um, dude from, from the Packers. Uh, I think the one thing and yeah, the Jalen Ramsey, you you can't, um, I think you can't discount them. I think the one edge that you put over um, 
over the Bills for the Packers is the is the Aaron Jones. Is that the Bills don't have an Aaron Jones? They don't have a, a, a one one of the best running backs in the league. A decent running game, sure, but not one of the best running backs in the league. And so I think if you're comparing games, it's really close. But I I, I like the Bills. I like to give them the Bills the edge over the Packers. Um, and that's what I think the Super Bowl will look like. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the Bills have a better chance than the Browns did just because the Browns lost Odell Beckham. Landry isn't what he was. Stephon Diggs, we talked about this on our Jocksville Trade Podcast, um, is having one of the best seasons like he ever had and one of the best seasons in the NFL in terms of a receiver. Um, and then the Browns' defense is not good as the Bills. The Browns have a good pass rush, but Miles Garrett was hurt in that game. And I think if Mahomes stayed in, it would have been, you know, the difference would have been much larger. So I think the Bills just have a much better chance just because they're more mm. complete than the Browns. And Josh Allen is just way different than Baker Mayfield, even though I like Baker Mayfield. So Agreed. Um, I honestly think that once the Patriots get uh, – Trevor Lawrence and Devontae Smith, you know, I think we can no. <laughs> Both Imagine. Of them. I was getting I was getting ready to mute you and then I I, I figured you would just leave afterwards. So I, I, I think this is a good time to move on because you did happen to mention Cheney, something that we wanted to talk about. Uh, and that is who is the most interesting draft prospect in the NFL and where do you think they'll land? Um oh go ahead, Brad. Oh um it's going to be biased. I know you're all about to groan. It's fine. But let me explain why. Um, I'm going to say Devontae Smith. It has nothing to do with how he's played this year. It has Number everything. six to the Eagles, yes. Um, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think it's really interesting. I, I think he probably will either end up with the Eagles or with the Dolphins. Um, but he was he was really tiny. He was undersized as a receiver. He wasn't even supposed to be the guy for Alabama. There were a bunch of guys ahead of him. He wasn't supposed to do anything. Then he made the catch in 2018 against Georgia. I'm going to call it the catch because that's all I can call it. Um, then he spent this entire year after Waddle has been out, stepping up and being the man. Um, I just think in terms of being really interesting, if you're going to take this dude that wasn't supposed to be it like consistently through his career and he keeps busting down all these barriers – that's really cool to me, and uh, I think he'll have a good career. Yeah. I will follow it up with a biased choice of my own. We, I, I was one of the most surprised people in the world when Urban Meyer decided to come out of coaching retirement and go coach for the Jags. And so I'm going to say Justin Fields is the player to watch right now because – I am cannot say with entirety that Urban Meyer wouldn't pick Justin Fields for the draft instead of Trevor Lawrence. If he does, it proves that he should have stayed retired. But keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if the if right now it just shows because right now if they if the Jags don't hire Urban Meyer, I'm thinking okay, Trevor Lawrence will be. Uh, the number one pick, uh, Justin Fields will go either to the Jets or some team down the line, staying relatively near the top, but probably w- would not be the number one pick. You get an Ohio State man 
as the head coach for the Jags, all of a sudden, it just sows enough doubt to for me to make it interesting. So the question was, who was the most interesting player to watch in the draft? I'm going to say Justin Fields. I'm going to say Zach Wilson. I think Justin Fields and Devonta Smith are interesting. But if we're talking about the most interesting guy in the NFL right now would be quarterbacks. We look at Mahomes, we look at Josh Down, we look at Aaron Rodgers. Who's the most similar to those guys, I think, would be Zach Wilson. They've talked about it while he's played at BYU. His arm angles, his, his deep ball accuracy, how big of an arm he has. He took an unknown BYU team, made him pretty good, had 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. And what I think will, will make him interesting on draft day is that because we kind of already know the first two picks, it'll probably be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. The next teams that can look at a quarterback um, are the Atlanta Falcons at four. Could be the Dolphins at three. We've heard about maybe they don't love Tua Tagovailoa. Um, and then all the way down at seven, the Detroit Lions, the Panthers at eight, and then Channy, your Patriots. They could they could trade up for Zach Wilson. He'd look good in a Patriots uniform. I think he'll be the most interesting player on draft day and coupled with his insane arm angles, the way he throws the ball um, on his pro days. I think he'll be talked about a lot. What Do I think he'll go to number two and, and out-duel Justin Fields at number two? I think it's a strong possibility, but I think Fields will land at two. Guys, let's be real. Mac Jones is going number two overall. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Mac Jones. Oh, wait, you're serious. Mac Jones will be going to the Patriots, so there you go, Channing. <laughs> Get out now, Channing. Get out now. I don't care about anybody <laughs> who drafted anything. I just want the Patriots to be good again. I, I pick a, get a receiver, get a quarterback. I just get rid of Cam Newton for dear God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was your that's your that's your take on that one, Cheney. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I think that a lot of people have said probably most of of what everyone is thinking. I think Trevor Lawrence could be interesting in, in Jacksonville, although it's an unfortunate situation if Trevor Lawrence ends up in Jacksonville because it's going to be another Mariota with the Titans when they got there. I mean, the dominant team at the time when Marcus Mariota was there when he got drafted was the Texans, and they were destroying everyone. I mean, they were just playing good good football, right? Um, and you had uh, the Colts, who were still probably pretty relevant there with Andrew Luck. You know, there was no chance of winning in that division, which is going to be exactly what happens if you put Trevor Lawrence, anyone with the Jacksonville Jaguars, you've got the Titans who are playing ridiculous. Now they lost, but you know, they're still a fantastic team, a 10, 11 win team. That's not, you're not turning around. You're wasting that talent for the first three, four years of his career until, you know, some of these players get worse. And so that's just unfortunate for him to end up there, which is the same thing that's going to happen with Justin Fields. It's the same thing that's going to happen with most of these quarterbacks. Um, I think that for me, and I'm going to use my bias also because I, I don't want to repeat anyone's answers because, Brad, you said mine, Devontae Smith. I'm just pray, hoping and praying that he ends up going to number six. Um, yeah. But what I'm really afraid of is no. that he will fall, that he will go up and, and go to number three, and that rather than trade to a, they're just going to give him Devontae. They're just going to get, sorry, my mom is screaming upstairs. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> that, that the Dolphins are going to draft. Devonte Smith and put him with Tua and the Dolphins are going to go from a 10-win team to you know winning that division or at least making it competitive for the Bills um for me 
I just want to see the Eagles draft a wide receiver. Please, God. So I don't care if that's Devontae Smith. If it's not Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. It's Jamar Chase, my boy from LSU. Um, we saw what he could do the last two seasons. We saw what he did with, with um, uh, Joe Burrow, and we're going to see what he can do with whoever our quarterback is of the future. I, I frankly, I don't care what happens with the quarterback position. Neither do I. <laughs> um, I, I just want to, like Cheney said, I just want the Eagles to get back to winning. Um, so I, I think I, I will take Dev- Devontae Smith is probably my number one choice. Um, but if he goes before the number six pick, if if the Eagles, I, I might give up on the season. I, I will call for Howie Roseman's head on a silver platter. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> if the Eagles draft fight. any other position besides wide receiver, I am going to be so pissed off. Um, the 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 fact that we went and the last two drafts have proved to me that Howie Roseman is an idiot. Yep. Um, and as a matter of fact, and I'm then- going to make this a smooth transition into our next top into our next well, segment. Well, um, just make sure or that the Rager Justin Jefferson business doesn't happen again because you're going to be right. Really- listen, I was listen, so pissed no, no. on draft day. Here's, oh my gosh. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna transition this into the next segment. Uh, this has pro- I'm changing the top. I I I I'm over it. Okay, the next segment is called Come On, Son, which is borrowed from the, our friends, the Jocks of All Trades. And my, my Howie Roseman, come on, son. What, what, are, what are you doing? I have lost all faith in his ability as a GM to eye talent and to draft talent. The past two years the weakest position on the Eagles offense has been wide receiver. And so what did we do last year? Last year, we draft Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. The Vikings were laughing at us. Literally the video played of the Vikings organization laughing at the Eagles choice. Now I liked Rager in the couple games that he was able to play. He is elusive speed breakaway speed that's fantastic but justin jefferson broke the rookie record this season for receiving yards and i cannot forget that also two years ago the eagles had an opportunity to draft dk metcalf and they drafted jj arthago whiteside a wide receiver from spain whose only touchdown at one point in this season was from a fumble recovery. Miles Sanders runs the ball for 70-plus yards, gets the the ball knocked out from his hands, rolls into the end zone, Arthago Whiteside jumps on the ball, touchdown. That was his offensive touchdown of the season. This is who we're drafting? He had two wins in the last several years. Carson Wentz for the first five years of his career, at least if we don't count this year. Um, and Miles Sanders, fantastic draft pick. Uh, Howie Roseman can draft a quarterback sometimes. He can draft a, wide, a running back. He cannot draft any other position. And that is why if we draft anyone other than a wide receiver, one of these two top receivers, I want him fired. Howie mm-hmm. Roseman, come on, son. You're preaching to the choir, man. I can't stand them <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah, not to mention all the other draft picks he's uh, whiffed on. Like you said, Carson oh, Wentz is probably his best pick 
that's his only Pro Bowl player that he's drafted in the last five. Miles Sanders made the Pro Bowl this year. Oh, he did. Okay. Well, other than Miles Sanders, um, that's horrible. Like, Derek, that's Derek, really bad. Did Derek Barnett? No. He didn't make the Pro Bowl? No. And he was the 14th pick overall. Um, he's been hurt his career. I, I like him, but he's been hurt. Um, so if you're just getting Carson Wentz and Miles Sanders as your only Pro Bowl players that you drafted, that's horrible. Like, I think a monkey or I think one of us, if we drafted for the Eagles in the last five years, we could have gotten more po- Pro Bowl players. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Um he was a lawyer. I think he's a very good lawyer. He probably still would be. I think he's very. <laughs> I think he's convincing the the owner to you know for him to stick around. I think that's the only reason he's sticking around. He must have um, some dirt on Jeffrey Lurie. I, I, I might, don't know what's going on. Might. It's a scandal. <laughs> I'm right there with you. You yeah. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> next take on the uh, on our come on son segment. Anyone? Um, I'll get us started. You know what? Um, yeah. Okay, sorry, my bad. Um, I want to say, come on, son, to just the NFL in general, um, watching the Chiefs-Browns game, what, I, I, what happened at the end of that half where you have a fumble into the end zone caused by a Chief launching into a Browns player with the crown of the helmet would have been complete and total clear-cut case of uh, illegal use of the helmet, personal foul. That didn't get called in review. They reviewed the play and didn't call it that because, oh, that's not reviewable. I'm sorry, but... Every aspect of a play, when a play is reviewed, should be able to be changed. I don't care what it is. You should be able to look at a you should be able to look at a play, and a coach should be able to at least challenge, or a booth can come back and say this penalty happened, and it's clear cut case. Now, holding is so subjective that maybe you don't do a holding play, but in a case like that where it is clear helmet to helmet, illegal use of illegal contact with the helmet. And it's in that scenario where the Browns would either get the ball at like the goal, would get like a first and goal at like the one, two, or three. Instead, the Chiefs get the ball and they're able to score three points before the end of the half, a 10 point swing. How much did the Chiefs win that game by? Five points. Browns walk away maybe with that game if that call happens correctly the way it should have. The NFL needs to stop, cut it with this, oh, that's not reviewable, bullcrap. Come on, son. Get the rules changed. Get your act together. That's almost like what happened with the, with the Saints and whoever the heck it was. like The, the Rams. Yeah. Yes, no, it's happened way too many times. Mm-hmm. Who's up? Jamie? I mean, I, I, I guess I'll go, yeah. <laughs> you know what really scuffs my Tims? What really grinds my gears? Um, the fact that in the beginning of the season, or around like off season, like Kim Newton said that he was going to, you know, show why 
the people who let you know who didn't pick him up were wrong. Uh, and then he goes and ends the season with eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns in the season. Well, passing at least because he had twelve rushing touchdowns, which is fantastic. But he was leading in. Yeah, as a running back. Yeah, sure. As, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, come on, son. Like, <laughs> you got to do better than that. You can't talk all that talk and then come in, go seven for nine, do absolutely nothing as a as a quarterback. Run the ball a couple of times and, you know, cool. Maybe, you... maybe it was the vid. You know, he got the Rona. Maybe maybe Rona changed his life, man. You know, maybe he was coming back with the all-star caliber play, but he got the Rona early. He got it early, too. You know, that listen, was, listen, week, listen, week, that was week, like week three or four. That changed the course of the season. Listen, it was the Rona. If it was the Rona, he wouldn't have been rushing for those touchdowns because of, you know, Hey, it affects everyone differently. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. I mean, you know, all right. That's true. And for Cam Newton, it just made him a bad quarterback. So <laughs> that's his excuse. <laughs> Kyle Brad. Uh yeah. Uh come on, son. Houston Texans organization. Ugh. You you had Bill O'Brien, who was an up-and-coming head coach. You had Deshaun Watson, who's coming off, I believe, a national championship with Clemson. Um, and he's probably one of the best up-and-coming quarterbacks in the league, if not already. He's right behind Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, maybe tied with Josh Allen. Um, then what you do with young quarterbacks, I've said this on our podcast, is you surround them with talent and offensive line and a good offensive coordinator. They had Bill O'Brien, but then they elevated him to GM, that screwed up everything. They did not surround him with offensive linemen. They traded away entire drafts. They got rid of his best receiver, one of the best receivers in the game. No, no, he got rid of the best receiver in the okay, game. Okay, yeah, yeah that, you can make that, that at argument. At the time. At, yeah, the, at the time, time yeah. at the time, for sure. You jettison him off for, like, David Johnson in a second-round pick, and then they used that second-round pick for Brandon Cooks, who is always hurt. What kind of horrible moves? Then, after that, you get rid of Bill O'Brien, and then you're like, okay, well, we want Deshaun Watson as our starting quarterback. He is our franchise, as he should be your franchise. Any team would be lucky to have him. Then you get a GM that he doesn't like. You get rid of more people. J.J. Watt hates the franchise. He's one of your best franchise players of all time. Texans, come on, son. What are you doing? Deshaun Watson is literally your best piece you've ever had on the Houston Texans, and you're treating him like they all chowder. Come on, Texans. What are you doing? I'm tired of them. Just get rid of Deshaun. Send him to the Jets or to the Lions or to the Dolphins. I mean, we'll or, take him. <laughs> or, or the Patriots, sure. Or <laughs> or the Eagles. Thank you. Yeah, Just saying. sure. I take him in a heartbeat. I'll, we could swap, Carson. That's yeah, okay. I, I, I'll take I, 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 I do it. Yeah. yeah. Right in a, one for one. Yeah. T- tick for tat. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just go ahead and make it even. Yep. I do it 100%. Um, I don't know what they're doing, but – they're going to set their franchise what? back five to six okay, years. Yeah. Thank you. Also, they wasted the career of one of the best wide receivers we've ever seen play, uh, yeah. Andre Johnson. So yeah. They tried to call me up, and I, I just I couldn't. I, that was, it was that ankle, that ACL, man. You know, I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, 
I'm I'm really on the fence here, but not really. Breeze is talking about coming back again for another year. Come on, son. Just know when your career is over. You have one of the greatest careers that have ever been played in football. You weren't supposed to be anything, and you turned yourself into one of the greatest superstars that's ever been seen. The Saints see you as, like, literally a saint. Sorry, play on words. Uh, you are just the best thing that could have ever happened. But you're getting old. Your passes aren't great anymore. Um, I'm sorry, Saints fans, but I'm going to say it. If he comes back, do you really want another year of getting this close just to let it go because Breeze can't outdo somebody else? Um, Breeze should retire. Come on, man. Just just give it up already. You're old. You've had a great career. Sayonara. You're not Tom Brady. Tom Brady has is like some kind of like demigod. I don't, I don't know. LeBron still go. Younger guys. Like, I don't know what he's doing. But Brady's still going. Saying. Brady's older, isn't he? Yeah, 42, 43. You know, one of Brady's last couple of years, he, he was looking a little rough, like a shell of himself, and he made a comeback. So, you know. Breeze is. And the Saints team is way more talented than any team that Brady really ever played for outside of Randy Moss. Don't do that. We're, we're still a solid team. Yeah. We're... It's solid, the yes. Get a wide <laughs> it's true, but then how come they keep losing? Um, because they're just better teams in the NFC. That's just and bad luck against the the oh. they, the kryptonite is called Minnesota. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. So they've lost three straight home games in the playoffs. Breeze, you should be done. He could if he retires. Oh, what's, he... The, what's the alternative? I mean, let's be real. Yeah, James Taysom Winston? Hill. James Winston? Winston. Come on, man. He's elite. I mean, he got he did get ice. He should be good. He's a player. Saying that, so, football. Retiring, <laughs> he should be okay. Um, he's retiring, top three all time, top three quarterback all time. Like that's, you're fine. You don't need to prove anything. You're good. Yeah. yeah. I think the Saints will honestly draft Trey Lance. That is just my solid thought. Get him in there. Let him learn. Suffer under a year of Taysom Hill or Winston, and then give it over to Trey Lance. They might have to trade up for him, but. That would be a good pick, I think. He'd look good in the Saints uniform. Yeah, he would. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, for allowing us to adopt your uh, Are You For Real segment. If you want to see some more takes like that, go on to their uh, podcast, which you can find on Facebook, uh, Jocks of All Trades. You find it on YouTube, Jocks of All Trades. Um, and if you like ours, come on, son, just keep watching what you're watching. Uh, so it is now time to transition to our favorite time of day. It is now time to play You Think You Know. You good, Cheney? You gonna um, I'm going to – my phone was charging, so I'm going to grab it really quick where you can go ahead and start it. No problem. No problem. I'll, I'll, I'll intro. Uh, so, gentlemen, uh, Luke, you're familiar with the game because you've played the game, um, but the rest of the jocks have not played this game before. And let me introduce it to you and to the audience. Gentlemen, what you have in front of you, audience, what you have in front of you is a game of trivia called You Think You Know. Um, because the jocks of all trades are a sports podcast we're going to see how much they know about sports we're going to change the rules a little bit just to make it an interesting competition between the three jocks of all trades uh today cheney and myself will be asking 15 trivia questions about sports some will be multiple choice some will be an open-ended response we will tell you before we ask the question if it's multiple choice or not okay 
Um, for each of these questions, we will ask the entire group the same question, and you will have 30 seconds to think of an answer. At the end of that 30 seconds, I will come in and check back with you to get your answers, and then we'll see who is right. The ultimate goal is to see which one of the jocks of all trades knows the most about sports. Are there any questions? Okay, I will get started since Cheney is not here. Um, question number one. This is not a multiple choice question. Okay, you will have the entire 30 seconds to think of your response. In 1990, two major league greats made baseball history by becoming the first father-son duo to hit back-to-back -back homers in an MLB game. Who were they? 30 seconds on the clock begins now. In 1990, two major league greats made baseball history by becoming the first father-son duo to hit back-to-back -back homers in an MLB game. Should we shout it out when we know it or wait? No, just wait till the end of the 30 seconds and then respond at the end of that 30 seconds. 10 seconds left to think. In 1990, two MLB greats made uh, history by becoming the first father-son duo to hit back-to-back -back homers in an MLB game. Time is up. I will go around the circle, and I don't know what the best way to do this is. Because if I if you give an answer, then somebody else could take your answer. Do we have paper? Anybody? Do you guys have paper with you? Or no. or your phone will work too if you just okay. want to type it out on yeah. your phone and, sh that and show your screen. That'll work that too. Works. I think that's probably the best way. Yeah. Um. I'll give you a couple seconds to answer the question here. I, I didn't. I, I tried to figure out the best way to do this, and it just it was a lot to think about. Okay. I got it. Yep. All right. Everybody ready? Yep. Uh, hold on. Um, I didn't. I, I have no clues. So you need these two can go ahead. Uh, three, two, one. You got to turn you your brightness down. Your brightness. Turn your brightness, down. Down. Your brightness <laughs> on your screen down. That's <laughs> the only way that's gonna work. So Luke is out for the first mm. question. Go ahead, Brad. Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior is the correct answer. Congratulations, Brad. Congratulations, Luke. Or I'm sorry, Kyle. Uh, Luke sucks to suck. Um, yeah, that is a no. So the score app. So again, the question or the time starts your 30 seconds once we finish reading all of the options. If it's multiple choice, it begins automatically once you finish the question if it is an open-ended response. Okay. Um, so the score is Brad one, Kyle one, Luke nothing. Question number two. Go ahead, Jane. Oh, well, oh, I got it. Grubbin. Rubbing out. <laughs> should I say that it's a multiple choice? You should. It's a multiple choice. Michael Jordan played his college ball at North Carolina. But playing for the Tar Heels wasn't his first choice. Who did MJ originally want to play for? North Carolina State, Duke, UCLA, or Michigan? If everyone is done before the 30 seconds, we don't need to take the whole time, but you were, the time is yours. Can you, can you say the choices again? Yes. Thank you. NC State, Duke, UCLA, or Michigan? 10 seconds. Three, two, one, time. Answers, please. 
Luke says Duke. Kyle says, is that NC State, Kyle? Yeah. And Brad says UCLA. Cheney, what is the correct answer? The correct answer is UCLA. Oh, wow. Nice. And they didn't even look at him. What a tragic experience. <laughs> wow. Question number three. This is a multiple choice question. Presidential serial There are words supposed to come out there. In English, actually. Um, presidential ceremonial pitches have been a tradition in the MLB since opening day of the 1910 season. Who was the first president to throw out a ceremonial first pitch? Was it William Taft, James Polk, Jimmy Carter, or Richard Nixon? Could I have the options one more time? I'm sorry. Of course. William Taft, James Polk, Jimmy Carter, and Richard Nixon. Mm, Barack Obama. <laughs> no idea. 10 seconds. Yeah, 25% chance. Take a guess. That's right. You just got to take a shot in the dark. Three, two, and one. Answers, please. Uh, Polk, Carter, and Taft. Luke, you're on the board, my friend. The correct answer was William Howard Taft. Oh, Carter was in like the, the 60s. Was not 1910. Yes, he's yeah. ancient, but not uh, that ancient. So you got to know your presidential history. I misread the question. I misread <laughs> the question. This guy. Actually, funny story. Did you say, who did you say, Kyle? Jimmy Carter. Uh, Jimmy Carter was the only one to not throw a ceremony of first pitch. Oh. He looks like, he looks like a guy the only, that could throw baseball. He is the only president to have never done it, apparently. Because he's a pacifist. <laughs> hey, wait, I thought this was sports, not presidential history. Come on. It's baseball. We don't need to be talking about presidents at this point in time, boys. Sports. In, it's on you. It's on me. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one athlete to this hit is an a multiple em- choice question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one athlete to hit an MLB home run and score an NFL touchdown in the same week. He's the same athlete who was the only person ever to play in both the World Series and the Super Bowl. Who was that? Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson. Or Jim Thorpe. Kyle, without even thinking. If I get this wrong, I'll look like a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I know. <laughs> that's a, and that, a, hey, you know a what? Shot in the, dark. the good thing is that's the name of the game. You think you know. Everyone have an answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Answers, please. Is it Bo, Bo Jackson, Barry Sanders, Bo Jackson? You don't have to do that face. (laughs) Cheney, this is your question. Was it actually Bo? The answer was Deion Sanders. Oh, really? Between the two. Wow, I thought it was Bo Jackson. Prime time, baby. I don't think Bo Jackson. Was Deion a designated hitter, or what was he? What position did he play? He played for nine seasons. 
He won two Super Bowls and made one World Series appearance in 1992, making him the only athlete to play in both the Super Bowl and the World Series. He was a... Let's see. Professional baseball. Uh, left or center fielder. Okay. In the no. outfield. Okay. Which would make sense. One of the best cornerbacks to ever play the game. One oh, of the yeah. Best outfielder. You know, he's a good outfielder. So. Bo never played for a Super Bowl, did he? I don't think so. None of those guys did. Yeah. Besides Dion. Uh, question number five. Question number five. Uh, multiple choice question. Who is Not the youngest player? Right to you. Damn it. No, no, I got it. Don't worry, I got it. Uh, who is the youngest player to ever win the Heisman Trophy? Was it Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Mark Ingram, or Lamar Jackson? The youngest ever to win the Heisman Trophy. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Mark Ingram, or Lamar Jackson? 15 seconds. I seem to remember hearing this. Five, four, three, two, one. Answers, please. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. And is this Lamar Jackson, Kyle? Yeah. Three answers for Lamar Jackson. Guys. Was it Jameis Winston? That was a a correct answer. Oh. Uh, I think uh, Mark Ingram was number two, I think, the next youngest. In 2016, Jameis Winston was the youngest to have ever done it. And then Mark Ingram would have won it. What year did that, was that? 2009. It was what? 2010. Oh, so that would have been him first. Then it would have been um, Jameis. Jameis. 16, and then 2018. 18, 2019 would have been Lamar. Okay. Um, question number six. Six. This is a multiple choice question, gentlemen and gentlemen, because there's no <laughs> ladies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you. <laughs> Which famously rotund. Which famously rotund athlete once scarfed down a dozen hot dogs and shotgunned eight bottles of soda in between games of a doubleheader? David Ortiz, Babe Ruth, Prince Fielder, or Pablo Sandoval? Could you repeat the question one more time? Which famously rotund athlete once scarfed down a dozen hot dogs and shotgunned eight bottles of soda in between games of a doubleheader? David Ortiz, Babe Ruth, Prince Fielder, or Pablo Sandoval? Five seconds for your answer. Three, two, one. Time. Answers, please. Ortiz. I've got Big Poppy, David Ortiz, and Kyle. I cannot tell what that says. Babe. Babe. Babe Ruth. Cheney? The correct answer is Babe Ruth. (sighs) George Herman Ruth. Big boy. 
I tried to find the biggest baseball players in MLB history, and it, it was... yeah, those are all some big boys. <laughs> <laughs> they were all very, very large men. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number seven is a multiple choice question. What Lakers coach trademarked the term three-peat but didn't see any profits until the Bulls made the term popular? I'll repeat that again because I was messing up a little bit. What Lakers coach trademarked the term three-peat but didn't see any profits until the Bulls made the term popular? Was it Phil Jackson, Jerry West, John Kundla, or Pat Riley? What Lakers coach trademarked the term three-peat but did not see any profits until the Bulls made the term popular? Phil Jackson, Jerry West, John Kundla, or Pat Riley? Ten seconds. You good, Kyle? Yep. All right, gentlemen, answers, please. Pat Riley, Jerry West, and Phil Jackson. Three different answers, only one of which is correct. The correct answer was none other than Pat Riley. Congratulations, Brad. I thought we were going to go commercial break for a second. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer will be given to you as soon as we come back. (laughs) Two, three, four. Currently in the lead is Brad with four out of seven. Luke coming in at two out of seven. And Kyle with three out of seven. It is anyone's game, gentlemen. Question number eight, Gene. Question number eight. When the NCAA tournament began in 1939, how many teams were a part of the tournament? It's a multiple choice question. So four, eight, 16, or 32? Four, eight, sixteen, or thirty-two. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Ten seconds. Diez segundos for those who speak Spanish. Which is who have not been able to understand anything else that we've said the entire game, the entire episode. <laughs> and that is your time. <laughs> who have suddenly now just learned how to speak English fluently to you to understand everything up to this point. <laughs> All right, answers, please. I can't tell what any of these things say. 32 for Luke. I think Kyle says eight and Brad says eight. Jenny? The correct answer that we've all been waiting for is eight. Oh. Eight is the correct answer. I was like, this next question is uh, not multiple choice, but does have multiple answers. Okay. So this is a two part question. Uh, There are a number of human mascots in college sports, but there is only one human mascot in all four major North American sports, which would be hockey, baseball, basketball, football. Your job is to tell me the sport and the team. 
what professional team from basketball, football, hockey, or baseball, which of these uh, sports has a human mascot? There is one team in one of those sports. And we're talking for each one. So there are like just four one. potential answers. Just one. just one. There is only one. Okay, I'm still confused as to the question. Could you repeat it one more time? Absolutely. Let me put it this way. In baseball, football, hockey, and basketball, there is only one sport that has a human mascot. Of that sport, there is only one team that has a human mascot. Okay. Gotcha. What sport? So basically, the question is, what team has a human mascot? Aid gotcha. or sport. But if you get the team, it's probably self-explanatory. If you get the team right, you've got the sport right. <laughs> okay. If you okay. get the wrong sport, you got the wrong team. You okay. Know, all of that. I'll right. make it easier for you. I'll make it a little easier. This is a tough question. How about we do double points for uh, league and then team? Good. I like the way you what think. Yeah. I, I, I like the way you think. So you will get one point for the right sport, one point for the right team. 30 seconds, go. It's because you know what it is, Kyle. I think I do. It came up when I first heard the question. Remember, if you don't, that's going to look bad on you. Oh, I know. Um, I'm willing to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> <One second. clears throat> this is a hard question. Three, two, one. Can you give me the sport? NFL. The sport is the sport is the NFL. So everyone has. Uh, Brad said the Phillies. That's not a human. That's the Philly fanatic, and he's scary. Uh, so we have Luke. <laughs> we have, huh? What about the colonists that they have? The presidents. <laughs> those are on the field. <laughs> yeah, those are still in those. Those are still in in costume. Fair. So we have Kyle and we have Luke with one point each for the correct sport. Uh, I cannot read either of your screens, so you're gonna have to tell this me. This is Patriots. Mine says Patriots as well. That is. Incorrect. Oh, the correct answer is the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, really? Really? I thought the Patriots always had that one guy in costume who was like the one guy shooting off the gun with the three-cornered hat. Or or do you mean actual human? Actual human. Oh. Oh. Oh, I see. I I, I still would have. I still would have gotten it. I, I see the confusion. So here's Pat Patriot. That's hold on. Let me turn down my. That that is the Patriots mascot. Mm-hmm. The right. Vikings. Now I can't see anything on my phone screen. Wow, I don't know how people see like this. <laughs> I don't know how you youngins see like this, man. <laughs> I know this. This would be the Patriots or the Vikings mascot. It's a real person. They have had, I, I think, in in a previous life, they have had a uh, a mascot. Okay. And his name was Victor the Viking. Notre Dame was the only human I could think of fighting Irish. There are a lot, actually. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, the Mountaineers, West Virginia, uh, I think they have one. Anyway, yes, sir. 
have a question. Is it Advent? Advent. Cool. <laughs> okay. Whatever that was about. <laughs> <laughs> it's been referenced to the next question. It is. Uh, well, it's not a multiple choice, but oh. yeah. Hockey is one of two Winter Olympic competitions that actually they beat. They that would be debuted. Yeah, English. <laughs> He's just learning English for the first time. Gone. Okay. He's born in Puerto Rico. He doesn't understand sometimes. So gone. <laughs> debuted as part debuted. of debuted. What debuted? <laughs> Why is it like that? It's probably French. That's my best guess. Yeah. Debuted. Imagine. No, no. <laughs> De- yep, your your audio's gone. I muted my mic. That's impressive. <laughs> now, what's the answer to the question? Go. What? <laughs> t- what sport debuted? You know what? Uh, I mean, debuted. <laughs> let me let me restart the question. Let's start. Let's start over. Let's start over. It's probably the best. <laughs> yeah. Mercy me. Golly. Okay. Hockey is one of two Winter Olympic competitions that actually debuted as part of the Summer Olympics prior to the advent of the Winter Games in 1924. What is the other? So many winter sports to think of. So little time. That's the proper reaction also, Cheney. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Ten seconds. Uh, I have no clue. Oh. You really got to know your Olympics out here. Three, two, one. Time. Answers, please. Going out on a limb. Uh, ice skating, figure skating, whatever tennis. that says. Tennis. Tennis? tennis? <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Should I... There's a difference. There's a difference. There is, there is Only a difference. one oh, of them got it right. Is it figure skating and it I just said ice skating? And the correct I, I, answer figure skating is, figure is what skating. I had in my head. Wait, those are sports? Yes. Uh, yes. Can I just say right now that I meant figure skating and I did not have racing in my head. You you could say that. Um but it didn't but it'd it be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I wrote I wrote ice skating and I changed it. Ice skating and figure skating have a theoretical difference. I I, I don't know what it is. Um figure skating is the one where they it, do all the there. beautiful movements and things and ice skating is just putting skates on and walking on the ice something i still can't do i can do neither (laughs) of those so uh question number 11 is a multiple choice question what golfer led to the pg i'm sorry what golfer led the pga tour in driving distance for eight years during the 90s was it tiger woods phil mickelson john daly or jack nicholas what golfer led the PGA Tour in driving distance for eight years during the 90s? Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, John Daly, or Jack Nicholas? Nicholas. <laughs> I would have pronounced it. I'm glad I had that question. Yeah. 10 seconds. 
You guys have upped the difficulty since I last did it with you guys. Listen, there's three of you now. We got to up it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Time, by the way. Talking about Please precedents. Provide yeah. your answers. Alvin Johnson picking the freaking questions. So. Phil Mickelson. We got John Daly. And Luke said Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Uh, again, jocks of all trades. Only one of you has provided me with the correct answer. Uh, the correct answer was John Daly. Yeah. See, Luke, here's, here's the problem in terms of upping the difficulty. Uh, Chaney and I have done on our own sports trivia, and then you came on and we had to find 15 new trivia questions after that. And there's only so much valid sports trivia that is not obvious. And so I just found the list of difficult trivia, and this is this is where we are. Yep. So really, yep. no, I, it's, I, I it's, completely you know, understand. It's just I'm on my going. I'm stinking up the joint today. If all of you would would have been together that first time, you wouldn't be going through this. You wouldn't have. Yeah, really. Go through this. Again. You put this on yourselves. All right. Question number twelve. Question number twelve. It is a multiple multiple choice. Um. Oh. What baseball team became the first to ever present rings to its players after winning the championship in 1922? The New York Yankees, the Washington Senators, St. Saint, Saint Louis, St. Louis, Cardinals, or the Cleveland Indians? Again, what baseball team became the first to ever present rings to its players after winning the championship in 1922? The Yankees, Washington Senators, the Cardinals, or the Indians? Ten seconds. How you got it? Three, two, one. Answers, please. Washington, Yankees, Yankees. Senators, Yankees. The correct answer is the Yankees. Dang it. I thought that was too obvious. One of 27, baby. You know, we out here. That's just what we yeah, do. Yeah, they have a gajillion, all, so all it had to, be, it had to all, be the All we do is win. Yeah. I mean, all it's been it's win, been 11. Win, it's, win, it's been almost 12 years. They win um, so much, yet they're still garbage, which makes no they sense. Haven't won, no, you know, we haven't won since 2009. So we are as, as good as the Steelers. 17? Something like that. 17, 16, 17, something like that. 16 or 17. Question number 13, gentlemen, is a multiple choice question. (laughs) Talk about a bizarre question. There is one mascot in professional sports that is universally known as the most sued mascot. Is it Mr. Met, the Philly Fanatic, Wally the Green Monster or Mr. Red? Who's Mr. Red? That would be the mascot for the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, that would make sense. I thought so too. Could I have that list one more time? Uh, Mr. Met, the Philly Fanatic, Wally the Green Monster, or Mr. Red? And who's. Never mind. I love how all of these are baseball. I know. Well, that would give you a hint that it's a baseball mascot. So, five seconds. Three, two, one. Answers, please. The Fanatic, the Fanatic, and the Fanatic. I should take away points from Brad. I was just going to. 
it's Philly <laughs> fanatic. Baby. We spell it with a PH in Philly because everything is the Philly. Everything is PH in Philly. Um, although I'm not a so, uh, uh, Philly fan, so I don't care. I, so is Gritty fan. spelled P H G R I T T Y? You bet your butt is. I mean, if Gritty was spelled with the P H with an F sound, sure. Yeah. Gritty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everyone got the point. Congratulations. Yeah, he puts his butt all over you if you go to a Phillies baseball his, game. He's got sued four times. Four <laughs> times. So he's the <laughs> most sued. Where's, where's Wally the Green Monster from? Where's the Green Monster, Chino? You're a Red Sox fan. Which yeah, sports Boston. figure holds... <laughs> Rust. <laughs> oh, Cheney. Anyways, <laughs> number fourteen. Oh, <laughs> number fourteen. It's a multiple choice. Which sports figure holds the record for appearing the most times on the cover of Sports Illustrated? So LeBron James, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, or Tiger Woods? Who holds the record for appearing most times on the cover of Sports Illustrated? LBJ, Muhammad Ali, MJ, or T-Dubs? And yes, these are the top four, by the way. Five seconds. Everybody's good? Answers, please. Guessing. God, I wish I could read these. Tiger Woods, LeBron LeBron James, Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Correct answer is? Correct answer is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Second would be Muhammad Ali. Third is LeBron James. And fourth, Tiger Woods. I I do see that. I do see Muhammad Ali being on Sports Illustrated a lot. Yeah. And you got to think about who, I mean, in his time in boxing, he was unstoppable. It's actually not even close. You can't be me though. Okay. <laughs> um, this is now, this least. is from this is from 2016. From 1954 to 2016, Michael Jordan had graced the cover of Sports Illustrated 50 times, Muhammad Ali 40 times, uh, LeBron James 25 times, and Tiger Woods 50 to 25. Oh my god! Yes, yes, and Tiger Woods 24. Red. Jeez. This is question number 15, gentlemen. This is for all the marbles. Your final right. question, which is a multiple choice question. <clears throat> which NBA? Uh, no, but thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, NBA... <laughs> which NBA team has the most all-time losses? Is it the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Detroit Pistons, the Atlanta Hawks, or the Sacramento Kings? Which NBA team has the most all-time losses? The Timberwolves, the Pistons, the Hawks, or the Kings? Do you have the number for how, how many losses or the record was? It is a lot. <laughs> it, it is upwards of 3,000, I believe. I have a good feeling I know who it is. 10 seconds. If, if everyone's ready. Answers, please. Oh, God. Timberwolves, Timberwolves, Brad, 
Timberwolves, and Kyle, what's your answer? Hawks. The Hawks. Gentlemen. That is an awful way to end the game. You all are incorrect. All incorrect. The Sacramento Kings. It makes it just ah, makes sense. It's I was just, thinking of picking Kings, but then I'm like, oh wait, Timberwolves. Have, I mean, that's like the Kings had Chris Webber and those guys. And when? Oh, well, I guess that answers my question. When the hell have the Kings ever been good? I mean, Chris Webber. Yes. I mean, it's been a long time. They've had some good players. They've also oh. had. They've also had over three thousand. Pages Stoyakovich. Pages Stoyakovich. Don't forget about Demarcus Cousins over there. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sacramento Kings all-time record is um, two thousand five hundred ninety-eight wins and three thousand one hundred and three losses. That's horrid. Wow. From nineteen forty-eight until now, seventy-three seasons. Ouch. Okay. Well, guys, uh, let me tally up the scores here. It's just going to be a moment. Uh, I got to make sure I can count. It, it, it'll probably be about average. Actually, this is going to be less than average. Our average score um, on an, a, a general episode of uh, Afro-Latinos is 10 out of 15 is our average score. I don't think anyone <laughs> came close to that. So, Yeah. This is more in line with the fast food. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I love it. Luke, uh, you're going to want to go back to your score from the last one. I, you, you I know. I know. Remember, people, I once got 11 out of 15. <laughs> uh, the I'm final, not an idiot. The final tally. <clears throat> Luke, in third place. With a a five, oh. a five out of fifteen. That's a thirty-three percent. Um, should I announce first or second place next? Oh well, we know. Second. <laughs> uh, the second place score with a seven out of fifteen. Kyle, making Brad. The champion of this episode of You Think You Know, or the segment You Think You Know Sports, uh, with a 9 out of 15. Just okay. below our average just score. You, you did great, man. You did your best. All right. That's uh, the worst gentlemen. You could do. So, yeah. A 9 out of 15 is like the worst we could do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't count that fast food episode. It deleted. Oh, no, we do. <laughs> it, it counts on your record. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's yours, <laughs> never mind. We're okay. Uh, jocks of all trades, Brad, Kyle, Luke, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. I hope that we can have another episode in the future. I hope we didn't scare you guys off too badly. Um, maybe we'll have you guys quiz us on something next time. I, I don't know. This is, it's been a lot. Uh, and I'm running out of places to find sports trivia. So if you got somewhere to show me <laughs> some sports trivia, by all means, share away. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. I, we have had a great time and hopefully we can plan something in the future. Um, Guys, audience, check out the Jocks of All Trades on Facebook. Check them out on YouTube. You can find them, Jocks of All Trades. Uh, find us at Afro Latinos everywhere that digital podcasts can be found, as well as on Facebook and our YouTube page. Um, come on and check us out. Let us know your thoughts about our sports uh, conversations from today. Let us know if we're doing a great job. If we're not doing a great job, let us know. 
Either way, drop a like, drop a comment, and hit us up. Uh, this has been another episode of Afro Latinos. This has been your co-host, Alvin. And Chandler. Peace out, everybody.